judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. It's been 12 years in the making and the Lions are back. Get your tickets at rugby.com.au. Yes, good morning. Hello and welcome. Uh, Happy Easter Sunday to you all. Timmy Horan, Matthew Burke, have you already been out and about helping the Easter Bunny hide the eggs for the kids this morning? Is this what's going on? Tim? Berkey, I'm not sure about you, mate, but um, I've been out and about Mm -hmm. and I've got up this morning Mm -hmm. and there's Easter eggs out already for the kids. But my memory of Easter Sunday would, you'd always put the beer out on the Saturday night, the beer and the carrot. The beer for the Easter bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it always confused me when the carrot hadn't been touched and the beer was gone. (laughs) So (laughs) I could could never work it out until I was about 12 and I worked out what was happening. But um, this is Christmas was the beer. That's that's a Queensland spin. I didn't know that the Easter bunny actually was a drinker. I didn't know that well, either. Well, Dad, Dad told me you've got to leave out beer for the Easter bunny and a yeah. carrot. Well, good luck if you, hadn't, if you hadn't bought the beer uh, before <laughs> Good Friday because I went to the bottle shop and they're all closed on Good Friday. What Nothing. rubbish is that? What rubbish? That's just stupid. You can go into the pub and drink as much beer as you like on Good Friday. But say, I might take a can home with me. No, I'm sorry, that's against the law, sir. No cans, no, no. cans. Well, I think that's why, Tony, they got 42,000 people to the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium on Friday night. <laughs> that's right, they were selling beer. <laughs> the, the, the gates opened at 4 o'clock and there was 20,000 people there at 4.30. Exactly. Look, if you are out and about, of course, um, remember, double demerit points if you're driving this uh, long weekend. So if you're near, anywhere near um, Berkey, of course, and you're driving a Prius, as we found last week, he uh-huh. tends to goad those people into breaking the law. Now, when it goes against all your better instincts, you Prius drivers, <laughs> all you want to do is obey the law and uh, Berkey's around. Uh, all right, so happy Easter to you all. So much to get through today. Let me just uh, give you some... Uh, oh, before I do, Timmy, when you say you were out and about before the or when the Easter eggs, where were you out and about? I understand you've been out in the water already today. Oh. I have already been out for a little paddle, Easter Sunday morning paddle in the mm. water. It was uh, very cold too this morning, 5.30. I was up on Adam and out there. So, uh, well, on, a, on back, a surf back, ski? Back to, on a surf ski, then back to put the Easter eggs out. Actually, we had no Easter eggs this morning. We had to put mini Mars bars out. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't stop off at the server? <laughs> I had to stop at the Seven Eleven on the way home get some mini Mars bars. <laughs> See, if I'm the Easter, Easter Bunny, it's chocolate. Easter Bunny, I've got beers and I've got Mars bars. I'm in heaven it's at Tim Morris. Feed up and watch the footy. <laughs> exactly. This crusty rabbit with a little vest pulled to his side. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Kids, that's not really what happens. Uh, the Reds, 34 over the Highlanders, 33 this weekend. We'll get to that game. Gee, look at 34-33. Uh, the Hurricanes and the, and the Kings, 46-30, to 30, the Hurricanes too good for the uh, the Kings. The Chiefs, 23, beat the Blues, 16, uh, and another Aussie franchise, the Brumbies, in the last second, well, after full-time, really, with that goal for the Christian Lee Leofana, 23-20 to 20 over the Bulls. The Cheetahs, too good for the Rebels, 34-16, and the Crusaders, 19, beat the, uh, the Stormers, 14, the Waratahs, and the Western Force this afternoon, Sunday afternoon, rugby once again. To follow. To follow, That's indeed. What it, says. it says here, to follow. They'll be on this afternoon at Alliance. Stadium. So much to get through today. I uh, hope you're going to enjoy your Sunday morning rugby show this Easter Sunday. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. It's Green Day, Basket Case on The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Just uh, clearing up, Tim Horan, did you go out uh, actually before light this morning on your surf ski, otherwise known as a shark biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, right at, right at 5.30. It was dark, yeah, so I was, I was a bit nervous, nervous sitting yeah. on the ski. I was, yeah. Well, why would you put yourself through that? Why? 
Well, I had to get here and do the show. You know, I just had to get out early. I don't. You, but the waves are much better, as everyone knows. The surfers know that. You've got to be out at the crack of dawn, otherwise the the wind starts to pick up. Uh, and then I had to go back and get the Easter eggs, as I said, which were the Mars did, bars. Did, <laughs> and did you see a fin? Is that what you said? I think I did, yeah, but I didn't look back. Didn't take a second look. I was just hoping it was a dolphin. You're off. <laughs> it was your drunk Easter bunny with a fake shark fin on its back swimming around. I'll get this bloke. <laughs> plenty of uh, plenty of footy to talk about uh, over the weekend and certainly overnight as well. The Brum- I feel a bit sorry for the Bulls. They, they too, are, uh, they've been away from home last weekend against the Waratahs right on the death. They get knocked over. And they got rolled by the Brumbies, 23-20, 20 all. They actually, it was 20 all, and they were rolling up the field. You know, the siren had already gone. They could have finished it up, got the draw. They thought, no, we'll keep going. They pull a penalty, which in most uh, countries of the free world wouldn't be a penalty. <laughs> and, and Kristen Liliofana steps up and puts it through. Now, is it because they're wearing those shocking pink jerseys that I shouldn't feel sorry for them? What did you make of it? Oh, I think the pink jerseys is a leftover from last year, isn't it? You've got to get some new kit for yeah. the next season. Yeah. Uh, physical game, wasn't it? Again, it was a... It was the the old dour battle. It was just sort of you know back and forward, forwards at each other. But I think that the, the biggest thing that came out of it for the for the Brumbies was the physicality. They can match it with these big units from South Africa. Yeah, they had success over there in the Sharks a couple of weeks ago. Yep. They lost against the Stormers in a in a big game down in Cape Town. But um, you know what what that showed was they can come home from a, a long travel and play against a team who are, who have got some great skills. But what about Mornay Stain's yeah. conversion yeah. to yep. get them back to the the twenty all? It's quite incredible to me. Yeah, well, from the sideline, he had to get it, didn't he, to make it 20-all. But it, it's been a pretty tough tour, as you mentioned, um, Tony, with the Bulls. They, they, I think they played the Blues. Um, they beat the Blues over in Auckland. Then they got defeated by the Crusaders. And the Reds last weekend just got them. Um, and the Brumbies again. So they'll go back and have a fair few home games now, obviously, in, in, in Pretoria. But uh, for the, the Brumbies... Once again, they've come back from South Africa and, and won the match, which is hard to do when you travel back from South mm. Africa. They had a pretty good tour in South Africa. So um, they are the real deal, the Brumbies. And, but they haven't played any New Zealand teams yet, I don't think. So once you start going away like the Reds did on Friday night, you've really got to perform against a New Zealand team in New Zealand um, to get that next level. What about uh, Christian Lilletafano? Is keep speaking about him and his ability to control the game from... You know, a 10-12 spot, Matt Tamura there as well. But kicks the goal, Timmy, to win the game. You, you impressed with the way he's been playing? Yeah, really really impressed. Um, their 10-12 combination and also Nick White at, at halfback as well. They've done some really good plays and, and they look really confident. They're a confident team and Ben Mowen's got a really good culture with Jake White as well. So I like what they're doing down there and I think that well, why I like what they're doing is because they're not getting ahead of themselves. They know yeah. how to play in different styles of game. Yeah, they're just a good old-fashioned footy team, aren't they? The Reds, you mentioned, Timmy, uh, again, just that one-point victory. They looked uh, a lot stronger earlier in that game against the Highlanders. I thought, mm. oh, well, this is going to be uh, no, no drama whatsoever but it was very tight in the end yeah well Will Guinea it's his third game back now he played 40 minutes a couple of weeks ago and then played 60 minutes last week again against the Bulls and uh, it's it's the first time the Reds have won in Dunedin since 1981 when Tony Shaw was captain of the Queensland team so um, none of these players were ever born even knew that so um, but the hardest thing is Berkey um, when we used to play at Carisbrook with the old ground um, yeah but this ground the new ground now is all enclosed so you don't get any elements outside elements and the wind and the rain that we were there yeah I remember a couple of games all you want to do is just get back into a warm share and back to the hotel at half time you want to get off the field so you, that's why i think we had no success do you remember though timmy if i i think we did it last year one of the commentators said uh that the sound can 
uh, make the ball bend in the air. If you remember that last yes, year, that's, that's right. why the guy missed the goal. It's yeah. like, that's the probably noise. the worst excuse I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yes. The crowd roaring puts the ball off. Well done, mate. Well, well done. You, used, you used to know at Carisbrook when the St John's ambulance men left at half time to go into the dressing sheds and didn't come out at half time. You knew how cold it was. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were good, though. I thought Genny was, was, was back yeah, to his try. best. What about his just ability to, to run out? He scored that try when he came off the back of the scrum there and yep. they got caught out there. But players are offering up to him and then he's working well with Cooper. Cooper, I thought, was back to a bit of form as well. Dom Shipley, I haven't seen him for a while. He was outstanding. Great. Yeah, well, James Hall as well back. So um, the great thing about the Reds and what they can do is they've got so much depth in the team now and, and their last two or three games you know, haven't been fantastic games but they've scraped a win and in this competition you, you've really got to stay in the game in that first sort of five or six rounds. Hmm. All right, just quickly then, uh, overnight, the Rebels, uh, they went down to the Cheetahs. Now, they had an absolute thrashing. They've obviously had a week that would have been difficult and we want to get to talking specifically about Kurtley Beale and his situation next. Uh, but I guess the week after that, you'd think, would be slightly disruptive uh, for the team. They've got ch- uh, closer to the Cheetahs, but 34-16, they went down. Berkey. A wet game as well. Uh, I only saw the highlights of this one, and it was just seemed to be teaming down in Bloemfontein, so it makes it tough to play. Um, Cheetahs are not a bad team. I mean, they, they had a good little mini tour over here when they uh, when they stole a couple of wins on the way through there. Um they're not a bad outfit. They scored some great tries. There was one pass in particular that was the re- literally a reverse flick pass unsighted and then you know, scoring the try. But um, Rebels struggled to, to get over the line from set play. They, they basically stole one. The ball sort of spilt out on a, on a, uh, on a mall and they're on the cheetah's line. Um, are they offering up anything at the moment? I don't think so. They're, really, they're going to struggle. Who is, who is the big unit who got uh, sent to the sin bin? For uh, getting away with the kick, and he did. I don't know if you saw it, Timmy. Uh, he's about six foot eight, uh, very very large man. Uh, gets in the way of the kicker and he runs through, and just then tries to make himself look as small as he possibly can, as if it wasn't. <laughs> there, there was no light post there, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> he couldn't hide. Couldn't hide behind it. Very oh. funny. All right, well, there you go. We want to talk about Kurtley Bill next, exactly what has happened to him, what should happen to him. We've got a couple of men who know. Um, Berkey wrote about it today uh, in the paper. We'll get to that next on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. And this is The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Matthew Burke, Tim Horan and Tony Squires with you. Kurtley Beale, uh, he was sent home along with Cooper Werner from South Africa after the Rebels <laughs> They've been rolled by uh, 60 points mm. last week and decided the best way to get that out of the system was to go for a little, uh, you know, looking for some bunny chow in Derby. Uh, in, uh, sorry, some built on. Built on, exactly. Uh, now, what happened then, of course, is he had the shirt off uh, and there was the altercation with Cooper Vuna. He was sent home. This week, I'm trying to work out in my head exactly what has gone on in a disciplinary way. Who has called the shots? There was a meeting, as I understand, last Tuesday that involved the ARU, uh, the Players' Union, and the Rebels. And I think the, the, the theory was that he needed a moment where he was to come out and say, I have an issue, uh, and therefore the rugby would look after him but try to get him better. So there wasn't such a, you know, we're, we're banning you from playing as such as that we want you to get better. You do have a problem. Now, I, you know, ex- exactly what penalty he faces, I don't know, uh, whether he'll stay in Melbourne or come to Sydney. Berkey, you've written a column today in the Sun-Herald in Sydney talking about it. And I guess talking about, uh, is it selfishness? Just give us a, a price of what you're saying in this column. The, 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 the point what I was trying to make was that uh, there's a couple of there uh, seems to be a couple of players that are perhaps more self-centred, if that's the word. So the selfishness, I mean, you need to be a selfish player to, to be at the top level. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And, and as I said, it's gone through eras. 
but there's a self-centered player that is the is the loss of the team unfortunately i think that's where a couple of the players are at the moment knowing that um what what is the best for the team is what you're trying to say now what happened with or what i'm thinking what happened with with curtly was and and i asked the question in there why were you going out after you just had hand surgery why why did you go out as a team afterwards and i know no, Gareth Delver spoken about, you know, wanted to get away, quiet drink, bring the team together, but it just got a bit, I suppose, loose, if you call that. It got a bit mm. out of hand. Um, but you, he just needs to ask the question, why? What, what's the benefit of, of doing it? Why were you over in South Africa? Uh, were you a chance to play? And we see these, uh, I suppose, tweets, you could call it, that he's saying, you know, would love to be out there and this, that and the other. You know, rehab's going really well, but don't wreck it then. Like, we, we don't need... We, we, he's such a good player... He needs to be on the field. He's obviously got issues outside of that. According to Adam Fry, of course, a media manager and former player at the Rebels, he says that the environment in which Kurtley Beale exists is incredibly important. So if he's not with actual family, he needs football family mm-hmm. to... And that was one of the reasons he was there. He was a chance of playing the second game uh, and not the first with that hand injury, but he we wanted a responsibility of being over there and helping out. And But it's just gone horribly wrong, Timmy. Well, I think the sporting public, the general sporting public, are sick and tired of these high-paid professional sports people always getting in, in, in problems and issues around alcohol, and, and people are sick of it. Um, you know, it doesn't ha- if it happened in your business, you'd, you'd, you know, people would be sacked straight away. So yeah. I'm with you, Berkey. I don't know why, and I asked this to Adam Fry yesterday, why was Kurtley Beale on tour when he had a four-week injury to his hand and he wasn't going to play this weekend. There was no way he was going to play this weekend. So why even send him away on tour? Um, you know, I, I think that what's what's happened is also is that um, these sort of issues, uh, you, you keep them in-house. Like, I know that Cooper Vuna, and when the altercation happened on the bus and Curtly Beale had his shirt off and was told to put his shirt back on before going back into the hotel by Gareth Delve, and what, what should have happened is sort it out on tour, stay on tour, don't bring him back and Cooper Vuna back to Australia. I know that Adam Fryer has said that he needs to be open and transparent to stakeholders and sponsors and the media, but, gee, sort it out. Ruin them together, stay on tour for another 10 days and just sort it out. Like, I think because what's happened when Asada has come out, you know, those couple of months ago and then the, the swimmers have come out, that everyone thinks that if you spill your, you know, your cereal on, on the table in the morning at brekkie, you've got to tell someone. You've got to tell the media what's happened. So, I mean, keep it in-house and sort it out sometimes. I mean, the biggest thing for Kurtley Beale, though is the welfare of him off the field. Take rugby all out of this. Um, the welfare of Curtly Beale, it's his last chance. So you talk about the football family as well, and, and, and perhaps that's why he did go to South Africa, Timmy, for, to be around the environment, to keep him sort of, you know, relatively on the straight and narrow. But I, I think that the football family at the moment, um, and I only go back to when you and I were playing, if, if, if someone got out of line, it didn't have to be the captain or the coach or the team manager to, to tell you to pull your head in. It could have been any number of players to say, mate, come on, yep. like this, this is not appropriate. Where now, I just don't know whether there's that, not so much leadership, but maybe blokes are scared to say to the to the top the top dogs to say, hey, pull your head in, you act like an idiot here. Um, obviously, well, Gareth Bill did. Yeah, well, I think the Rebels, I applaud them for, for bringing, sending them home as well because the culture is really important, this franchise going forward. So, um, But the difficult thing is now, Curly Bill, when is he going to come back? So yeah. it might be three weeks, it might be three months, no one knows. And uh, the hardest thing when Curly Bill comes back and Cooper Vuna come back into the team is to gain the trust and the respect back from your teammates. That's the hardest thing when you come back after these issues. It's important, as you say, to look after the welfare of Curly Bill. But can I say I'm incredibly angry uh, with the idea that somebody says, oh, OK, I 
I've got a problem with alcohol. Mm. And then we go, oh, okay, it's a disease. I feel sorry for them. Mm. If you behave poorly on alcohol, you behave poorly. It's not an excuse no, exactly to say, not. I don't handle alcohol. Yeah. Well, don't have alcohol. Yeah. There's no... Well, that's in- why... Well, but that's why I reckon Curly Beale's done the right thing. He's come back and said, I don't have an issue with alcohol. Yeah. Um, which is, I thought if he comes back and has a cop out and says, I've got an issue with alcohol or I'm depressed or I'm gambling and, yeah. and, and puts these excuses out, which I know that there's a lot of issues in the game, so I'm not, I'm not denying that. But what I'm saying, I think he's, he's, it's a strong word from him to say, I don't have an issue with alcohol, but I've got other issues that I need to sort out. All right. Look, when we come back, I want to talk to the two of you about those issues. We saw that Kurtley Beal and Cooper Verna. Maybe there is another side or way of dealing with it when teammates attack on the ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Talking Kurtley Beal uh, and his indiscretion and what should become of him and what will become of him. Uh, just just to finish up, because I want to get on to the whole idea of teammates having a bit of a, a crack, whether it's in the team bus without shirts or whether it may be just on the training paddock, uh, <laughs> if there are ways that are... Uh, you can work those things out a little mm. better. Before we get there, I just, one other thing I wanted to ask you, Berkey, uh, uh, about your column. You mentioned South Africa, talking about if you uh, go over there, you can uh, find yourself heading home a defeated man, both on and off the field. It can grab you and throw you around like a rag doll. Why? Why is that about? What is it about South Africa that's so tough? It's it's such a it's such a good place. I mean, it's it's like it's like here. I, I find. South Africa is, is very much like Australia. They're, they're, they're good people. They're, it's a good town. It's a good place. And you go over there, and all of a sudden, you get caught up in the hype of going to some of these uh, going to some of these exotic places. You go to, you know, you can go to the the game parks and that kind of stuff. And you, mm-hmm. and you don't realise you're there playing rugby. Yeah. Then they've got these pubs that are uh, at a, at a uh, out on the on the waterfront and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And all of a sudden, you just realise that. Am I here to play rugby and get caught up in the atmosphere? And they're so obliging over there. Right. They they love their rugby and so, all... and you've got an umbrella and well, you drink. Ru- exactly right. <laughs> well, rug- rugby's their number one sport, bird, isn't it? Yeah, that, it is. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. What it is like? The, yes, they love their cricket, but rugby. They just love their rugby. It's a number one sport. So everywhere you go, they all all want to talk about rugby. You go to you can go to a restaurant in South Africa, and I've been there. Restaurants that are equivalent, I don't know, in Sydney of Key or something. You know, mm. the, the three had ones. And there'll be at eight o'clock if there's a game on. There'll be a TV on with a sound up, watching the rugby. You know, you go, what the hell's going on here? Uh, very, very popular. All right, well, look, I want to talk about this. Uh, the, the teammates. We saw, we saw alleged teammates Sebastian Vettel and Mark Webber, didn't they? Have a great go. Wow. Uh, <laughs> terrific. Not following the team line at all. Just the idea that guys, when they're playing footy, when you live in each other's pockets, and when you train hard and you play a physical game, it must surely if not regularly, occasionally come to something more than just harsh words, Timmy? Well, it, most weeks it does. Um, there's always a bit of pushing and shoving. It's not much in the backs. So we only play touch football for <laughs> training. But mostly in, in the forwards, I, I remember a, um, a team run. It was a bit of an opposed team run on a Thursday before the Bledisloe Cup clash um, back in the in mid-90s. Mm-hmm. And two forwards went toe-to-toe with each other on the Thursday afternoon before we were about to play. And we knew then that the forwards were switched on. But, um, <laughs> That's got to be good. But when, the, <laughs> but when these things happen and you're away on tour or you're, you're at home even, um, you, you just got to expose the players pretty quickly. And John Connolly, the ex-Queensland Reds coach and Wallaby coach, he used to ruin the blokes together straight away. Really? So whenever there was an altercation... You'd change roommates and you'd be ruined together straight away. You get, a, you then get a little necklace with a pork chop hanging around. You have to wear that for the next twenty four hours, <laughs> and, that, and then you had to do a slow dance, a slow waltz um, in front of the breakfast uh, room that next morning. So um, it, he'd really just expose the players straight away and try and sort those issues out uh, internally. Did the Waratahs have the, the the hug as well? Waratahs had the slow dance. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, get around in the circle at the huddle, and and you can, you're right, Tim. You can see the niggle. It, it's over. 
a 90-minute training session and it's just two blokes going at each other. And at the end, it comes to blows and all of a sudden it's like you hear the, the, the chant of slow dance. Slow dance slow. <laughs> and so there they are in a huddle, slow dance. And if they're not close enough, they, they get pushed closer. It's like the year nine dance, like not too far away, but get close enough. So there they are doing the slow dance. Enough of that, it's ray, and then all of a sudden it's, it's, it's back on. So um, we had, uh, my time in the UK, we used to have, I reckon, We'd have if we didn't have four fights a week, it wasn't a good week. And to the fights where they'd had a, 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 a knuckle in the That's physio right. rehab session as well, it was. It, yeah, the, the, but you you played in Newcastle, Berkey. So oh, that was play on the Nike. Yeah, the that's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> we had uh, we had one guy at a, at a team run. Um, you know, we were doing our defensive session. This bloke ran through one, two, three, four players to score the try, and he would have been stopped the first time, the second, third. And I said to him, mate. Stop! It, 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 let's. Let, it's the purpose of the defensive drill. He goes, mate. I would have gone through that. I said, I don't think so. So we did another one, and a guy called Joe McDonnell, the the Kiwi prop, just took him straight round the, the the nose. I think the next <laughs> one, and then it was on. Then we had to get on the bus and go down and play. I think it was sail afterwards. So yeah, you're right. You sit next to each other, and they have to get over it. Oh, I love the slow dance. The slow dance. It, it will cure everything. This is a ruck. <laughs> your Sunday morning rugby show. This is the ruck. The Sunday rugby show. That's Tenacious D on the Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Matt Burke, Tim Horan and Tony Squires. Let's get you up to date with what's been going on in sport around the world or around the country. Not just rugby. Uh, I'll give you those rugby scores again, though. The uh, Reds 34 over the Highlanders 33. Hurricanes 46 beat the Kings uh, 30. The Chiefs 23 over the Blues 16. Brumbies 23-20 beat the Bulls. Uh, the Cheetahs 34-16 too good for the Rebels. And uh, the Crusaders 19 beat the Stormers 14. The Waratahs and the Western Force will play this afternoon at Allianz Stadium in Sydney. We'll preview that before this hour is up. In the AFL, Richmond beat Carlton uh, by five points at the MCG uh, on Thursday. And the Western uh, Bulldogs thrashed the Brisbane Lions, even though they'd won the NAB Cup there. Timmy had been very upset. They all thought the glory was bound for Brisbane <laughs> after winning the NAB Cup. I'm surprised. They were all, all the, the Queenslanders. The Lions too, weren't they? Yeah, they were. 68 points. They got hammered. All the Queenslanders would have rolled out there just... Yeah, just thinking, that's in a great Sam go down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in Melbourne. The uh, the yeah, Swans right. beat uh, the Greater Western Sydney, uh, the Giants, 70, 106 to 76, 30 points. That was at ANZ Stadium. And those kids look pretty good this year. They're, they're you know filling out the body shapes and they'll go okay. Gold Coast Suns. If you want to see a masterclass in AFL, uh, Gary Ablett Jr., mm. Astonishing, great performance against St Kilda, ninety to seventy-seven. They beat them at Metricon Stadium. That's a good stadium. Have you been there, Timmy, on the Gold Coast? Yeah, yeah, I have been there. Yeah, it's uh, nice and open. So um, you know, I think also the Commonwealth Games coming to the Gold Coast in two thousand eighteen. There's going to be a few more stadiums here. So yeah, um, yeah. The Rabbitohs in the league are too good for the Bulldogs by five points. That was Ben Barber's comeback game. The Rabbitohs looked the real deal uh, in season 2013. The Storm, who we know are the real deal, they beat the Broncos 32-26. Uh, uh, Broncos came back after, well, poor performance last week, and they looked okay. Sam Thiday grabbing the referee. Do you think that's good practice? <laughs> Actually holding, you know, he was saying it was an example because he claimed he was held back at the scrum and mm. should have been, you know, and, and Billy Slater wouldn't have scored. So he grabs the referee and says, you hold me like that. I, th- I thought he was talking about maybe your shirt's a little bit too big. You mean, really? Yeah. You but if you're going to just do that, I was just, he said I was just showing him what happened. So imagine if he got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, that's a shoulder charge. <laughs> I think that was a shoulder charge. How does that feel? <laughs> 
<laughs> the dragons. They went, they, went the, they went the squirrel drip on this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Watch this. I'll show you. The uh, Dragons 25 had their first win of the season over the Sharks 12 at Sharks Stadium. And in the A-League, the Brisbane Raw beat Sydney FC 3-1. Western Sydney Wanderers 3-0 over the Jets, giving them the premiership plate. Do you like the idea that uh, like the English theory that the first past the post is the crucial one rather than your grand final? That's what I like. I like you, first past the post. Yeah, Timmy. Yeah. No way. Got to got to be a playoff. Got to be a grand final. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so Aussie. I love it. <laughs> Can I say what is not Aussie? And I hate to say it on Australian, but the idiots from the, Western Sydney Wanderers. One of the great feel-good sports stories for mm. this year and for many years. They're a franchise that starts up and wins that is just phenomenal. A great team. And they've got some idiots in their supporter base who are aggressive and violent mm. uh, towards whoever gets in their path. If they have to be found and, uh, well, I'm going to say locked up like my father. Yeah, that, my father, the policeman, whoever we, we drove past, some, kid, yeah, some kid who had collar-length yeah. hair. Oh, look at that grub. He wants locking up. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? You, above, you must have been above the ears oh, then. Short All the time. <laughs> I was in the air cadets. The <laughs> Central Coast Mariners beat Melbourne Heart 2-1 in the Perth Glory uh, last night late um, at Adelaide Reds. Won all. That puts Perth Glory into sixth at the expense of uh, Sydney FC. So there you have it in, uh, in those scores, Timmy. Uh, well, also the Hong Kong Sevens last week uh-huh. in uh, Berkey. The rugby, did you see that? Uh, Fiji beat Wales in the final. They were yeah. down 19-0, I think, at half time. Fiji came back. And I think they're in Tokyo for the Tokyo Sevens uh, this weekend. And the Australian team, I think they're making the, they're in the quarterfinals today. Um, also, um, on Easter, uh, I, I love the sporting events during the Easter weekend, Tony and mm. Berkey. But the stall gift um, yeah, yeah. was on yesterday, the heats yesterday. And then, obviously, the semi final and the final tomorrow. I think it is Easter Monday. Mm. Uh, Asafa Powell came out. Uh, yep. He's tweaked his hammy, so he's not running anymore. Josh Ross, the Olympian as well. So, um, I, and I reckon, I love watching the, the stall gift, and I reckon what they need to do at, uh, at, um, for the Waratahs, maybe, mm. is bring back the half-time, you know, the club, the, the fastest oh, guy in the club? Yeah. Yeah, the 100-metre sprint. sprint at half-time. Wasn't yeah. that great? That would be good. Did you ever get in that, Berkey? No, oh, no. Playing all no, time. yeah, I, I remember watching it, like, early, early days of the, in the in the old days of sort of when Mick Cronin was playing the rugby league days. Remember yeah. those? They used to run yeah. out there yes. and had the big, puffy jacket on as well. They had the big sort of um, you know, sort of parachute type shirt on and there they go off down the track there and you always thought, I'd love to get out there and have a run of that. What is it with a soul gift? The, with the the tape, that, you know, you're on your lanes rather mm. than just painting it on the on the ground like you do normally. It's amateur. Well, it's like, because well, they don't trust them to stay in their own lane. It's amateur, they? exactly right. So yeah. they can't. They, yeah, they, they think if you, because you're not professional, they don't run straight. Maybe they're thinking. Right. A Super Power not professional. No, he's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what's good though. When you, when you watch a Super Power run, and it's a it's a great. I mean, the whole thing about the whole thing about when you sprint the hundred is you don't look at anyone else at the same time. And obviously, he's at scratch, and there's blokes, you know, three, six, nine, twelve meters out in front, and you can just see them. What's the word? Um, not feeling comfortable, if that's the word. And just the eyes looking across, going, "I'm not going to get him. I'm not going to get him. I'm not going to get him." And then it's oh, tight hamstring. The other game during the week, of course, uh, on Tuesday, the World Cup qualifier, the Socceroos two. Mm. Oman, the might of Oman too. That was again that first half. Mark Bosnich's spray was what? sensational. How good was it? <laughs> spade a spade, yeah. unbelievable. Just nailed them. Must be difficult when you're you know you're playing for your country and the expectations are so high and it doesn't go because 
let's face it, Oman, look, as a nation, they peaked in the 19th century. They had a lot of influence <laughs> around the Persian Gulf then. Since then, it's been yes. all downhill. They're rubbish. Uh, you know, <laughs> two, they held us to 2 nil, two all uh, after being up 2 nil. Mm. As a team, have you been in that position where the expectation is you are, oh, this is going to be... It's a know, walkover. Yeah, it's a walkover and then go, uh-oh. My first, my first tour with the Wallabies, 1993, Helmy went through U.S., played Canada, the U.S., and then went on to France and played two test matches over there. And I played the game against America, and it was about 43 degrees, and we were expected to, to you know, tromp on these blokes or, or, or trounce on these blokes. You were sitting on the sideline, if I remember, laughing as we only just won the game, and Bobby Dwyer just exploded at us, never to be played again. They had about six of those big fans blowing ice cool That's, they wind did too, on the, yes. of the field. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Cool zone. This is the Ruck. Still to preview this afternoon's big game with the Waratahs at Allianz Stadium in Sydney. This is the Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. There's been some great goals kicked mm. right at the death to win some footy games. We saw last night Kristen Liliofana did it to... Uh, and the week before, I think Bernard Foley might have done it as well. He did. Yeah, now you're, it's the thing that most kids dream of is, you know, walking up, putting the ball down, the siren's already gone, having the kick to win the game. Berkey, you, did you get an interesting text during yeah, I, the week? I did during the week. Uh, and when Bernard Foley kicked that goal last week, I thought that's that's literally the same position that I had my kick against Otago 2004 and I hit the post and we end up losing the game. Mm-hmm. And I thought, come on, son, you can do it. You know, And he, and he hit it, obviously hit it well. I got a text message during the week saying, hey, uh, Berkey, not that hard. <laughs> Berkey, not that hard. I don't I don't see what was so difficult for you last time. Bad luck, mate. <laughs> thanks for coming. It's good to have a dig how many yeah, well, years after the event. Yeah, like nine years afterwards. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. No, you'll never forget. <laughs> this is The Ruck. Next, when we come back, we'll preview the Waratahs game this afternoon. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. It's a great song. It's Temper Trap. Trembling hands and Segway Sam says there could be some trembling hands at the Allianz Stadium this afternoon <laughs> amongst the Waratahs. Their record uh, against the Western Force in Sydney is not so great. I think of the four Super Rugby matches the Force have played in Sydney, um, they've won twice and drawn once and just been beaten only one time. So it's uh, it's no fair complete for the Waratahs. Important game though, Berkey. Yeah, it is indeed. I, I th- more for the fact that one, they're going to get the win. Obviously, that's that's the that's the obviously the common goal. But two, the way they're playing as well. Mm. If you remember back to to last year when they played, um, they were copying a bit of heat from the from their own crowd. Was about, this the booing game about 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 kicking too much and the crowd booing that kind of stuff? So yeah. then, Richard Graham, who's now in Queensland, was head coach in yep. Western Force, saying. We'll just put them under pressure by kick picking. They have to kick it back. They'll then make a mistake, and we then score the a try. The crowd will get on their back. The again. crowd on their back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they, they've they've worked out that they've got a bit of a, a style happening at the moment where they can throw the ball around, um, and they're sticking with it. And and what we saw last week, they came back and scored some uh, some pretty good tries, and and they need to be able to to keep believing in themselves, so to speak, to make sure they can put that game plan on the field again. Timmy? Well, Berkey, I think they've got to win their home games, haven't they? I mean, yeah. Adam Ashley Cooper and Ben Robinson play their 100th Super Rugby game this afternoon. So, And the Waratahs board, they wanted Sunday afternoon rugby. Um, they got one last weekend. I think 16,000, 17,000 people last weekend. They've got to try and get over 20,000 maybe this weekend um, today to make sure that they get that support for the Waratahs. They're mm. sitting currently on 13 points, um, five matches, won two and lost three. So if you don't start winning a couple of games in the next two or three weeks, you're going to be well and truly out of the finals race because uh, you've really probably got to win at least eight 
matches in this competition to be any chance for the finals. And the Reds and the Brumbies are sitting on 27 and 22 points at the moment, so they will get away on you. I was going to say that those two teams already, you see that the Reds and the Brumbies are, mm. <coughs> are going to skip. So to be the thir- a third in your franchise and still qualify, you're going to have to score you get a lot of points on that competition table. That, that's unprecedented just about, isn't it? It, it's, um, it means consistency on the way through. And, and that's where... Uh, that's where these guys have struggled in in the in the last couple of weeks as well. Probably at the, at the start of the games, you know, we saw yeah. the the cheaters uh, chip and chase try. All of a sudden, they're down by seven points, and, and it's I know it doesn't sound like much, but all of a sudden you stand behind the goalpost, going, uh, "Boys, we're here to play." Um, they come out after the second half and get revved up by Michael Checker, which is some of the best you've seen, some of the best sprays, and uh, all of a sudden they they play well and they put on the park. So you're right, Timmy. Today, big crowd needed out there to support, and and then also. At the same time, they need to be able to play a game that's in, you know, enthusiastic, upbeat and, and fast. Yeah, indeed. Well, Berkey, I think that they've got to be able to continue what they're doing with Michael Checker. Yeah. And the crowd the crowd will come. Um, they've got to continue playing an expansive game and that's the way that the new Waratahs team have to be able to do it. Bernard Foley starting pace and really good footy. But Michael Checker has got a really strong culture at this team. They just need to... And he said a couple of weeks ago that it's not a two- or three-year plan here. He said, I'm selfish. I want results and winning, you know, games now whilst mm. we're playing expansive games. Of footy. The most uh, well-versed man in uh, international rugby is playing as well, Tatafa Pilota now, mm-hmm. uh, with his um, kinesthetic learning, <laughs> which threw the curveball to us last year. He's back, yeah, he's working. He's back. All right, and what else have we got to look forward to, Timmy? Well, Friday, uh, the Brumbies take on the Kings in Canberra on Friday night, and then on Saturday, the Waratahs will be away to the Hurricanes in Wellington, so that'll be a hard match to sort of back up. And then the Force will play the Rebels. So the Force host the Rebels in Perth next week and the Reds have a bye. So um, good opportunity for the Reds to um, put their boots up for a little while and have a... I think they're not coming back to train till Thursday, uh, having a bit of an Easter break. So some good rugby for next week. Right, OK. Well, I hope you all enjoy your Easter break. Imagine, but... the, imagine the photos that are going to come through from that week, Timmy. <laughs> in the spa. Oh, the bungee Somewhere rolls. else. <laughs> doesn't, ha- doesn't, happen, doesn't happen north of the Tweed River, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your Easter eggs. Uh, drive safely when you come home. Uh, double the merits, all of that. Have a great Easter. See you. This is The Rock, the Sunday Rugby Show.